All right, you need to buckle up your seatbelts for this one because we are getting into planning your family's yearly and monthly and weekly schedules. And my purpose in doing this today is because I want you to feel like you have a little bit more control and consistency over your day-to-day routine. And that comes with just knowing what's going on in our family's lives, having purpose with how we're showing up every single day and having intention around the things that we're doing, why we're doing them, what we're putting on our schedules. So I'm not perfect just to clarify, just to put that out there, but I have figured out a solid system for planning and successfully managing our entire family's schedule so I can stay in a consistent routine. So I'm going to hand that to you today exactly step-by-step what I do, and I cannot wait to just put this in your hands and give you the equipping to go into next year confident, go into next year ready to be consistent, and stop feeling like everything is falling through the cracks. Let's go. Hey mama, welcome to the Tough Love Mom Podcast. I know you're here because you're ready to get discipline and lose weight, and you're not afraid of a little tough love. Taking on your journey postpartum is hard, but it's not impossible. I believe that we mamas have an ingrained ability to figure out what we need to do, make it happen no matter what, and do it in a way that inspires the world and sets a beautiful example of healthy living for our little ones. My mission is to help you uncover that ability and live a life of confidence and consistency. Hey, I'm Liz, and I've been where you are. I gained more than the suggested amount of weight in both of my pregnancies, but with sustainable habits, consistency, routine, and taking hold of my thoughts, I lost it all in just over a year, both times, and I'm here to help you do the same. If you're ready to stop falling off the wagon, truly break free from the perfectionism that is holding you back, and finally feel your best all while enjoying dino nuggets on your salad, you are in the right place. It's time to get disciplined so you can live a life of consistency and true confidence, mama. We're about to transform your postpartum journey. Get pumped up. It is tough love time. I know your situation is unique and sometimes you might need specific guidance or encouragement in your situation. So if you need an outside perspective and outside eyes on what you're doing on your routine and how to make it work better, that's what I'm here for. How awesome is that? I'm here for you. Grab a one-on-one session below. We can go over your habits. We can go over your routines. We can dig through that schedule after you listen to this episode, whatever it is. Grab one of those one-hour sessions or a bundle of sessions so we can get into that and we can get you into a consistent routine and feeling good about how you're juggling all the things. Now, full transparency. I am a planner girl. I always have been. I was just cleaning out our guest room the other day and I had planners all the way back from 2015. So I can be very over the top at times. I guess I kept those planners because I thought maybe I'd forget something. I I don't know. I don't know why I kept them. But nonetheless, there was a point in time in my life where I had multiple monthly wall calendars throughout our house. I had a weekly planner. I had my daily planner pad. And I even had a planner in my purse. So if I made an appointment on the go, I'd write it in there thinking I was going to transfer it to all the other planners. I mean, I was a mess, even though I felt like I was put together and I was being very organized. I was all over the place. Having a different calendar and planner for each area of my life was not sustainable. And then the cherry on top of all of that was I was not communicating very well with my husband about all the things we had going on, especially after we had kids, because I felt like I was balancing my schedule and theirs. And so trying to communicate it all just felt 
It wasn't impossible, but it felt impossible. I just wasn't being intentional about it. Part of the difficulty with that is my husband's schedule is very unpredictable. That is just the nature of the work that he does. And sometimes the night before the next day, he'll say, oh yeah, tomorrow's just a normal work day. And I have to verbally confirm what he means by normal work day. Literally still six years in, I have to go, okay, do you mean eight to four? Do you mean nine to five, eight to six? I don't know. So this is how I do it all. This is how I stay on top of our schedules and how I plan. So I'm doing it in a way that makes room for me to be consistent in the things that matter most, my health, my relationships, and my purpose. So you're going to need a few things. We're going to go over some things that you need. We're going to talk about the process and break that into a few steps that you can do over the course of a couple days and then what you'll be doing monthly and weekly and how to follow through successfully. So let's dive into this. Number one, the things you're going to need to start planning a little more intentionally, a little more successfully. The first thing I want you to get is a monthly calendar. This is a reference for your entire family. I linked one below that we keep on our fridge. It's like an eight by 11 magnet calendar that you can just put up on your fridge. I love it. It's from Amazon. It's super cute. Marble background. It's literally the one we have on our fridge and I want you to have a monthly calendar. We'll talk about why in a minute. I also want you for you to have a weekly planner. This is going to be more specific, but it's going to combine all the areas of your life. And this is your personal home base. This weekly planner is the thing you're going to reference every evening. It's the thing you're going to reference on a monthly and a weekly basis. My favorite is plum paper because there are so many customization options and they are beautiful planners. So Plum paper is my hands down favorite one I've ever used. I'm on my second year of using them. So make sure you have a weekly planner as well. Weekly planners usually have a monthly page and then the weeks of that month afterwards. And then last but not least is a daily planner pad. This is optional. In certain seasons of life, I'll use a daily planner pad and other seasons I won't. Personally, right now I'm in a season where I'm not using a daily planner pad, but the one I do like to use when I am using one is linked below as well. It's from Amazon. It's awesome. So those are the three things that you need. And then I'm going to talk real quick about some digital options. We do use one because it's accessible to all of us. Casey approved me saying this, but it took five years of marriage to get him on board with using some sort of cohesive digital calendar. And honestly, because I need to take ownership as well for us taking that long to do it, um, I also had to be committed to actually updating our digital calendar. I'm a total paper pencil girl, so it, it also took me five years to fully commit to using it as well. But using Google Calendar is transformational for us. It is so helpful because if Casey decides to schedule something, he can throw it on our calendar. If he realizes there's a conflict because of swimming lessons or whatever else we have going on, he can see that instead of us trying to have a back and forth and passing. So And then I also use this thing called Asana. It's not really a calendar. It's more of a task manager. So instead of having to write tasks or to-do items on my calendar daily, I can schedule them into Asana and make them recurring tasks. Or if I have a random to-do, but I know I don't need to do it for a week and a half, I can put that in there and then give myself the due date so it shows up on my to-do list for that day. So I keep a lot of stuff in there. It's mostly for my business, but I do keep a little life tab as well so I don't forget to do things like change the air filter or give our dog heart guard. So (laughs) it's really helpful in those aspects as well. 
Okay, so those are the things you need. You need some sort of monthly visible calendar for your family to reference. You need a weekly planner for yourself. Again, Plum Paper is my absolute favorite. The link below will get you 10% off an order of $30 or more. This planner is your home base. This is what you'll be working from on a weekly and a daily basis. So this you really want quality. This planner you really want to make sure it is customized exactly to what you need to feel like you're showing up in the right way day to day. And then optional is a daily planner pad and some sort of digital planning tool if you're interacting with various schedules. We love using Google Calendar. And then Asana is what I use for my task management, which is Honestly, I don't even know if I should have brought that up today, but if you work from home or if you're someone who just has a lot to do and you don't like to constantly be writing them down or you're having things to do, but you keep forgetting them, Asana is great for that. And there's a free plan. So it's a great task management tool. And there's my spiel about that. So let's talk about process. If you're new to planning, don't sweat it. Save this episode. If you need to, you can come back to this. If you're on the go right now or doing laundry or dishes, that's usually when I listen to podcasts. So if you're doing that, totally fine. You can save this episode and come back to it to take notes or to game plan when you'll do these things. Because this beginning process does require you to sit down, but it's vital. This is the foundation of planning every day, every week, every month. If you don't do this stuff, you're going to feel like planning is just another to-do list on your checklist And I want you to show up with it intentionally. I want you to be planning your weeks with purpose. And so that's why we're going to talk about this process. And that's why I want you to take time to do these things that I'm going to walk you through right now. So what Casey and I do is we take time individually to look at our year, monthly, and then our weekly schedules. And then we come together to plan, to confirm, to combine all of that stuff. So we're going to go through each of those. And then I'm going to talk about how we come together and just combine and collaborate on what we've done with our yearly and monthly and weekly plans. So yearly, this is the bulk. This is going to be a big bulk of what you do. This is what I want you to sit down for. So if you need to pause this episode right now and pick it back up when the kids go down to nap, if you need to bookmark this episode so you can come back and take notes, I need you to do that right now. This is vital. This right here, this yearly envisioning and planning is the foundation. So what you're going to do, number one, is take time to envision, to worship, to pray, to pick a word for the year, whatever it is that helps give you focus as to what this next year is going to look like, how you envision showing up as a mom, as a wife, in your work, I want you to take time and give yourself space to think and meditate on that. And then after you do that, you're going to choose some areas and buckets in your life. You know, you might call them buckets or areas or big rocks. If you're familiar with that concept that mean the most to you, I have three. Mine are my relationship with the Lord, my family, and my impact, my purpose, this, this thing right here that I'm doing. So those are my three areas, my buckets that I've chosen that mean the most to me and what I do on a day-to-day basis. Now, once you come up with those areas, because we often stop there, but there's this next step that really helps you show up daily and feel intentional about each of those buckets. So what you're going to do now is for each bucket, I want you to identify how you want to feel next year in each of those buckets. Once you identify how you want to feel, you're going to come up with a few things you will do consistently that will make that happen. 
And then you're going to come up with some tangibles that need to happen or tangible things you can do, roles you can play, goals you can work towards that are going to make those daily consistent action items reality. So you can ultimately feel the way you want to feel in that bucket. I'm going to walk you through actual examples from each of my buckets. So my first one, my relationship with the Lord, that is my bucket. How do I want to feel? I want to feel connected. What are the things I can do consistently to feel connected? Worship, pray, be in the word and just notice his presence. Okay. Now a lot of people will stop there. That's actually quite down the process that not a lot of people get to, but the next step in that are the tangible things like goals or roles that you play that you can do to make those things actually happen. So I have a role in our women's ministry at our church. That's something I will obviously keep showing up for next year. I want to be intentional about joining some small groups in this upcoming year. So identifying seasons, I can do those. And then obviously going to church consistently. Let's go into my family bucket. I want to feel present with my family this year, more present than I've ever felt. The things I can do consistently to feel present with my family are having meals together when that's possible, and then having an intentional weekly family day. We haven't been awesome about that in this past couple years, just having super little ones. We're kind of all over the place. So having a set weekly family day that we're doing stuff together, that I'm more unplugged. So how can I make those things happen consistently? What do I need to work towards and be intentional about and plan is having local adventures planned, doing dinner plans, and actually deciding what we're going to have for dinner and cooking it. I'm not great about that currently. So that's something I need to be intentional about next year and then taking family trips together. My last area, my last bucket is my impact, my purpose, my business, this, whatever you want to call it. And I want to feel growth in that this upcoming year. What do I need to do to feel growth? I need to establish my Tough Love Mom brand and the services that I can provide you through that. So what do I need? That's kind of intangible, right? That's the things I want to do over the course of this year. So what are the tangible things that I need to figure out that I need to get in place that I need to work towards and set deadlines for? One of that is expanding my reach on various different platforms, outsourcing and expanding my team virtually a little bit, and then investing back into my business. Those are things I can be intentional about doing next year so that I can establish this brand more, establish some more services to just serve more moms. And then ultimately that will lead to that feeling of growth, which is what I want to feel in that bucket next year. So I hope that made a little more sense, but I want you to identify your bucket, identify those important buckets in your life then you're going to identify how you want to feel in each of those areas, things you can do consistently to make that feeling come to life, you know, every single day. And then what are tangible goals you need to set or projects you need to complete or things you need to work towards to make those happen. This right here, it's tough. It takes a lot of reflection. It takes a lot of identifying what you want and just being vulnerable with yourself. But this is the foundational work. If you don't do what I just went through, you can plan your little heart out and you're not going to feel 
fulfilled. You're not going to feel like you're doing it with purpose. You're going to get to the end of next year and be like, what did I even do this year? Right? There's all those funny memes out there about like how December is this year where we throw away our fitness goals and where we throw away and are so disappointed on all the things we didn't get done this year. Maybe that's because you didn't have this foundational work in place. So do this. If you don't take anything else away from this planning episode, please take away this practice of sitting down and thinking about next year. You don't have to do the hokey pokey, like pick a word for the year. I don't really pick a word for the year, to be honest. Some people do. I've done it in the past. But if you're not feeling it this year, don't pick a word, but know how you want to show up know which buckets are important and know how you want to feel in those buckets next year because it'll change year to year. It changes season to season. So make sure that you are aware of how it is you want to show up in those areas so you can be intentional about planning that into your week, into your month. Because if you don't know how you want to show up, if you don't know how it is you want to feel, you won't know what you need to do on a daily basis. You won't know what you need to do over time to make that feeling come alive. And that's when we start to feel dry and purposeless and like we're just checking off items on our to-do list. So rant over, do that activity, okay? If you do nothing else, do that every year and just be aware of how you're showing up, okay? Now, evidently, this is new to me as of a few years ago, there's quarters to a year. How funny. I came from an education background, so I didn't even know there were quarters for the year until literally a few years ago. (laughs) So if you aren't aware, it's okay because I literally was in your shoes. The year is divided into four parts. Each are three months. So don't judge. I didn't know this. If you did know this, don't laugh at us, okay? What I want you to do, you can use a piece of paper, you can use a whiteboard, whatever floats your boat. I want you to divide that thing into four sections. I, I just used a whiteboard. I divided it into four sections and then I put each three months in it. So January, February, March is quarter one. April, May, June is quarter two. July, August, September is quarter three. And October, November, December is quarter four. How awesome that it works like that, right? We can split our year up into quarters and be a little more intentional and more detailed about how we're planning. So that's what we're doing right now. I want you to take each quarter and write in any major events you have, any trips you have coming up, any goals that you want to work towards at a certain time. Like maybe you're having a baby next year. Congratulations. If that's the case, put that in. You know, that quarter, those months around that are probably going to be a little slower than the ones later on. So put those things into your quarterly plan alongside any other events that you already know about that are coming up. The next thing you're going to do with this quarterly layout for the next year is the things that you're going to do in each of your buckets throughout the year. I planned in for my family bucket. I planned in the vacations that we already have planned. I planned in the seasons. I know we're going to be home more and we can do more of those local adventures that I talked about. And then I also put in just personal things, any physical challenges that I'm taking on, any workout programs that I plan on doing, and then for my my purpose, my business, I put in things that I'm going to do to grow my business. Any goals that I set, which quarters I know I can consistently show up for a small group, I put that in for my relationship with the Lord. So I took each of those buckets and I put the different tangibles that I know I want to start doing, I put those things in the quarterly plan as well. So you're going to look at your yearly plan, that envisioning that you did, 
focusing on your priorities and those buckets and what you're going to do in each, I want you to take those tangible things and put them into your quarterly plan. This is going to help you identify when in the year you're going to be busier, when in the year you can give yourself some seasons of rest. It's really important to be able to look at the whole picture and go, okay, I know I'm able to show up for a small group during these months of the year. I know we're going to be out of town a lot during this month. And so that's probably going to be more of a season of rest when it comes to the other buckets in my life. And I'm going to be more intentional with my family. So it's going to give you this picture of where life is going to be a little faster or busier. It's going to give you a picture of where you can be more intentional about those different buckets of your life. If you don't know when these seasons are coming, you're not going to be present enough to realize that you can take advantage of it or to prepare to take on the day if there's like the onslaught of all the things and it's a busy season. So when you can look ahead at the year and say, wow, January is going to be a slower month. February is going to be so busy. You can go into that month. You can go into that quarter. You can go into that season of the year, just mentally and emotionally prepared for what's coming and how you can show up and still take care of yourself. I really believe that this is a reason I've been able to be consistent with my workouts for so long as I look ahead and know what's coming instead of just letting it kind of wash over me like this big, crazy tidal wave, because life can do that to us really easily if we're not planning ahead. We just went through so much, (laughs) so much. So what is the key to all of this? It keeps you focused on your priorities. Now, this is not some narrow track that you're going to be beholden to all year, this quarterly plan that you came up with, but those buckets that you identified likely are not going to change, meaning how you want to feel and how you want to show up for each of those isn't going to change either. So again, that was the foundational work. It's so important that you do that. And then how you plan each month subsequently, and then each week, and then how you show up each day is going to be on track with those buckets, with those priorities, and how you want to feel in each one. That honestly is what living in alignment means. And it's what helps produce that feeling of fulfillment, that feeling of contentment, not having a desire to compare like we talked about the other day. It really helps you put your blinders on so you can show up. You might look to the left and right, but when it's time to get to work, when it's time to show up for your family or your work, your calling, whatever it is, when it's time to show up for those things, you're not going to get distracted or sidetracked. So you've done all this. You've looked at your year. You've planned out your quarters. Now you get to come together and communicate what you're envisioning for the year. You get to communicate this with your husband and quick caveat. I don't want you expecting him to do all these things you just did, right? Cause I'm here speaking to you. This is what you need to do because we so often can get caught up in the to-do lists and the day to day and start to feel this purposelessness think that's a word. We can start to feel that way because we just don't know how we want to feel and what we need to show up for that's most important. So I want you to identify those things. Your husband might not think the same way. He might not even like look at the year next year and look at the quarterly plan. That's okay. Like you cannot control and change other people, but you are in control of you. So you need to do this for your sake, right? And so you can show up better for your marriage and for your kids. So when you come together, don't expect him to have done certain things that you maybe did. What you do get to do is share with him what's on your heart, how you want to feel, what's most important to you next year, and the things you're going to do to follow through on that. It's as much for combining and planning together as it is for your own accountability. 
Now, Casey and I, we don't really do like mission statements or like I said earlier, words for the year, unless it's really put on our heart. Just talk through honestly what you envision, what you want to make happen, those tangible things that you came up with. So you have that piece of accountability in your life. And so you guys are on the same page. That was the bulk. What we just did here, looking at the year, looking at the quarter, coming together with your husband, that was the bulk of what we did. And with those things in place now, the rest of it all gets to start to fall into place and this gets a lot more seamless. So let's talk about monthly planning. I like to put these things in these seasons and these focuses for each quarter into our monthly paper calendar. So whether it's writing a word next to the month or important dates and trips and stuff that we have planned, I put those on our monthly calendar and make sure that our family bucket is reflected up on that, that monthly calendar that goes on our fridge, that magnet one I talked about. Then what I do throughout the year on a monthly basis is the last week of each month, I take time to reflect on the prior month. Plum Paper Planners, ooh, that is a handful to say, mouthful. They have these amazing reflection pages at the end of each month. I'm going to read through it really quick. You rate your happiness, your calmness, your productivity, fulfillment, energy, and health. You get to rate that on a scale of 1 to 10. You talk about things that you started, things that you finished. It's really important we recognize what we achieve and accomplish and follow through on, right? Then you have a top three section. So top three things you did, top three places you went, top three foods you ate, and top three things you read or watched. And something I realized about this section is that made me more intentional about putting variety in my life, being intentional about what I read and what I watch. Um, you also get to talk about the most memorable, memorable part of your month. And then the goals that you had set for that month, how did you do on them? How you succeeded this month, how you can improve and then steps to reach your improvement. And these often become your goals for the next month. I think it's so cool that you can reflect in that way. So that's something I do the final week of each month heading into a new month. This has helped me grow an insane amount month to month in so many different areas of my life. Also during that last week, I plan the upcoming month. I update any dates on our family calendar and on our digital calendar, obviously. I adjust any goals that I had set, maybe ones I need to work on a little bit more. I also reference our Google calendar to make sure that I didn't miss anything that was scheduled like on the go. That's what I, instead of having that one on my purse, <laughs> I just put it on our Google calendar now, right? So much easier. And then again, my husband and I come together. This literally is like five minutes long. And we just make sure that we are on the exact same page with events we have going on. And if that month is going to be a faster month or a slower month where we can focus more on family time. Now let's talk about weekly planning. I like to sit down typically on Thursday or Friday at the latest to plan out the week ahead. I do this so the weekend is a time that I can spend mentally and tangibly preparing for the week ahead and spending time with my boys. So we are balancing a lot of different variables on a week to week basis. For example, on a typical week, we're balancing my husband's random work schedule, um, the boys appointments, my appointments, daycare pickup and drop up, drop off my husband's extracurriculars, when both of us work out, any squadron events we have going on, church and ministry events, and my work schedule, which honestly is usually just nap time, but in busier seasons, it's also after the boys go to bed. So we're just trying to get all of that balanced on a week-to-week -week basis. I'm sure you're very busy too and balancing a lot of different spinning plates. But what I do to make sure all of those are taken into account and on our 
on our calendar, on our schedule, is I look at what's on our monthly fridge calendar, what's been planned, what's up there. I look at our Google calendar to make sure anything that was scheduled on the go is updated on a weekly basis as well. And then I look at our monthly view calendar in my plum paper planner, and I transfer all of those things for the upcoming week onto my weekly page. So the plum paper planner has this awesome blank canvas that you can use and however you want to write it, you can write out your weekly schedule. So I just put all those things into our schedule. I write down any special to do's that I know I need to do that week. I make sure that I have written down to check Asana every day because that's where I keep my to-do list for the most part. And then at the end of the weekend, usually going into Monday, we come together and talk through what the upcoming week is going to look like. So again, we are on the same page. This was really short, right? That weekly planning was super short and to the point because you took the time to plan out your month. You took the time to look at the quarters and know what was going on, know what you need to be focusing on when, and then you also spent that time planning out the year. So I want to make sure you really grasp why it's so important to start with that big picture and then zoom into the day to day, how to successfully follow through on this, because it's great, you know, sitting here right at the beginning of a new year going, Oh yes, I can do this. I can plan out the year. I can look at the quarters. I can feel good on a month to month basis, but then it's, you know, the middle of the year, it's summer 2022 and you're going, wow, I am way off track. I'm just not as intentional as I thought I would be when it comes to planning and how I'm showing up and I'm just not feeling the way I thought I would feel right now. So how can you successfully follow through on this? So at the end of next year, you are doing the things that you set out to do. You have followed through on the goals that you set. You're feeling the way that you set out to feel in each of those important priorities in your life. How can you follow through on this? Number one, adapt and make changes to this process as necessary. This is just my process and we are two totally different women. So adjust and make tweaks and changes as necessary. So this applies to you and your preferences. Again, I'm a very like type A organized type of brain. I do not have that artistic inkling. And if that's you, you might approach this in a very different way, but come out with that same feeling of intention. So adapt and make changes as necessary to this process. The second thing I want you to do, so this is just a successful thing that you can carry out every single day this year, is communicate weekly, monthly, and daily. So I talked about how over the weekend, before we head into Monday, my husband and I talk about what's upcoming that week, what this week's going to look like, what we've got going on. This is maybe the type A in me coming out, but I hate going to bed without a quick little 30 second chat with Casey about what we have going on the next day. It doesn't stress me out. It doesn't make me anxious, but I just go, Oh darn it. We forgot to talk about tomorrow. I need to know what's going on with him. So we are on the same page. It's really good to go to bed knowing what you're waking up to, even if it's just for you. So look at your day ahead, look at your weekly planner, see what you've got going on tomorrow before you go to bed and bonus chat with your husband about it. So you guys are on the same page. It's so important to be waking up on the offense and not the defense instead of waking up and going, okay, what's going on today? What's on my plate? And you woke up 45 minutes late. Now you can't work out because you have to leave the house at 8am. You know, if, if that happens, you're on the defense and that just creates an air of stress. And if you're okay with feeling stressed out all the time, cool, but wake up on the offense, wake up prepared. 
It is so worth it. So have that communication the night before about what the next day is going to look like. And at the very least, look at your day, look at what you've gotten written down in your weekly planner. So you wake up prepared mentally and emotionally, and you wake up at the time that you need to wake up to get done what you want to get done. Wake up on the offense. Okay. The third thing I want you to do to make sure that you're successfully following through is know that what all of this does is it keeps you aligned. And that is the whole purpose of this. I want you to grasp that. That's the thing I want you to take away from this. That's the thing you need to do to successfully follow through is know that doing this is keeping you aligned with your priorities and showing up for those priorities in a way that you want to. In essence, this is intention. This is living intentional and intention doesn't happen on accident. It really doesn't. You have to do things on purpose. You have to plan to be intentional. So stop using the excuse that you're not a planner. If you've listened this far in the episode and you're getting all inspired, but you've never written down a thing in a planner once in your life, you need to stop using that excuse today. You can, if you're saying you can keep up with it all in your head or your routine is predictable, so you don't need plan things out, whatever it is, you need to stop. You need to stop. You're balancing your mom. You are balancing so many spinning plates, whether you recognize it or not. And when you're doing that, it's really easy to drop one. If you're not aware of the fact that you're balancing all these spinning plates and there's things, there's resources, there are tools called planners that can come alongside you and help you balance those plates or take them off your hand for a minute. So you're not trying to do that all in your head. You're not trying to do that all in a way that's not organized. Honestly, we can just get so used to the burden that we're carrying on our backs that we stop noticing the weight of it, right? And we're walking around with that burden. It's starting to slow us down. It makes us uncomfortable. It gives us that lower back pain (laughs) and we're unable to act on the things that matter most because that discomfort, that burden that we're carrying has become our norm. So take that burden off your shoulders. There's something so simple that you can make a habit And it will lift that burden that's become so familiar to you. Remember, what's familiar to you isn't always what's best for you. So we've gotten to the end of this. You've gotten here. I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. What I want you to do, what you need to do today, if you haven't done it yet, is get yourself a monthly calendar and a quality weekly planner. So it'll have like that monthly page and then the weekly pages for that month afterwards. They're often tabbed. Plum Paper is, again, my absolute favorite. It's customizable. It's the one I use. I linked it below. You can get 10% off um, by putting your email in. And you can literally even put your words or your buckets, anything important to you, inscribed on the cover. So I have one of my words for one of my buckets, one of those feelings that I want to have for my bucket on the very front of my planner. And I see it every day when I open that up to be reminded of how I want to show up, how I'm going to be intentional so I can be the best for my kids, for my family, for myself, for you. And I'm reminded of that every day. So that's why I love those planners that they're so customizable. And then what I want you to do last, after you get that monthly planner, you get a good weekly planner is make sure that you get to planning. All right, sit down, make some space for yourself, get thinking about your year, get thinking about your quarters, get thinking about your months, and then start communicating and just following through. It's a daily action that you're going to be doing daily, weekly, monthly, and it is so important to you 
So you're showing up with intention. So you don't get to the end of the year going, what did I even get done this year? This felt like Groundhog's Day all year where I'm just doing the same stuff over and over and over. And my kids are older and I feel like I missed it all because I was just showing up and doing the things, but I didn't do it with intention. I don't want that for you next year. Don't get to next year. Don't get to that point. Don't get to a year from now going, what did I even get done? Okay, decide. You have to decide what you're going to do, how you're going to feel, how you're going to show up. So when you get to this point next year, you can take a deep breath and go, wow, look at how I've grown. Look at how I was so present and intentional and how I've just changed so much. And it's because I made a decision to be intentional daily. And you can't be intentional daily if you don't know what you're working towards. So if you need help, if taking all this on feels way too overwhelming, but you know you need to do it, if you need help identifying those habits or those tangible things that are going to help you be intentional about those important buckets in your life and showing up the way you want to for those, or if you just need an outside perspective on your circumstances or accountability over the course of the next few months to get this going, grab a coaching package below. I'll meet you right where you are and get you into these sustainable habits so you can become a routine queen like yours truly. (laughs) Remember, what's familiar to you is not always what's best for you. Do the work to get that burden off your shoulders and live in that freedom of being intentional about how you show up day after day after day. Let's get after it, sister. Before you go, thank you for spending this time with me on the Tough Love Mom podcast. If this episode encouraged you in any way, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a review letting me know how this show has impacted you. Then send this episode to another mom friend or take a screenshot, post it on social media and tag me so I can personally thank you for helping me on this journey to impact thousands of moms. I'm so grateful to be on this journey with you, sister. Until next time, get after it.